לוקוטי סיכס חלק יוטס, חג הסוכס סיכה גימל. In the Torah portion of Ayelech, we are commanded to perform the mitzvah of Hakel. The Hakel year begins on the first day of Chol HaMeid, at the conclusion of the first day of Sukkot in Eretz Yisrael, as the Shemitah year ends. To fulfill the mitzvah of Hakel, all are gathered. The mitzvah to assemble and appear before God reads as follows. Hakel as ha'om, ho'anoshim v'hanoshim v'hataf, v'gercha asher b'sharecha. Gather the nation, the men and the women, and the little ones, and the convert in your cities, in your gates. L'ma'an yishmu'u u'lema'an yilmedu v'yiru as Hashem alikeichem. That they may hear. And that they shall learn to revere God. And to observe every word of this teaching, of this Torah. And the children who did not know, the next verse continues, Yishmu v'lamdu l'yira es Hashem alekechem will hear and learn to fear God, your God. It is unusual that even children are included in a mitzvah in Torah, and this is specific to the mitzvah of Hakel, a gathering that incorporates all Jews. The inclusion of little children in the mitzvah of Hakel highlights an essential point that speaks to what Hakel is all about. It seems simply that the mitzvah of participation of little children is really the mitzvah of an obligation of a father or a parent to bring his little child. And in the Gemara Chagiga, the reason for the mitzvah to bring little children is explained as the opportunity for reward for those who bring them. Accordingly then, when a child is in a situation when he or she could not participate. As an adult, they would be absolved from the mitzvah of Hakel. The child is not, because it's not the child's obligation. It's the obligation of a parent to bring the child, no matter the state of the child, if, God forbid, the child is deaf, or, God forbid, blind, or the like. Which forces the following question. In the Gemara, in the Tractate of Kedushin, we learn that even if women would not specifically have been commanded to participate in this mitzvah, we would understand their obligation based upon the obligation of small children. As in, if small children are obligated, how much more so women? But if we are saying that the obligation for children is really exacted upon the parents, how can the Gemara and Kedushin bring a lesson for one for the obligatory participation of women from the other, from the child, whose obligation is said to be not his, but upon his parents who bring him? It would be a real stretch to say that the teaching in Gemara and Chagiga, that it's for the opportunity 
of those who bring the child to receive reward isn't actually halacha, but just Haggadah, text interpretation, drash verse exposition, and we don't learn law from the Haggadahs, these interpretations, and that the actual law is that little ones are actually obligated in the mitzvah of hakil, as is understood in Kedushan. Because in several instances, we do see that from the Gemar and Chagiga, halacha is determined, as in the counting of mitzvahs, the Gemara on the mitzvah of Hakel is quoted, and Poskim, the halachic commentators, learn the laws of woman's Torah study from this Gemara. We could perhaps postulate that it is, as the commentaries, the Orachayim and the Kliyakar state, the Ketanim, the young ones that are spoken of in the verses that teach us the mitzvah of Hakel, can actually be divided into two stages. One stage is children who have reached the age of chinuch, of education, regarding whom the verse says, The children who have not yet had the experience shall hear and learn to revere your God. And this refers to their actual requirement. And the verse that states that the obligation of the mitzvah of Hakel is incumbent upon all men, women, and children refers to the category of very little ones who have not yet reached the age of education. And the question why they come and the answer in Chagiga that it's to give merit and reward to those who bring them is for both. Accordingly, when the Gemara says even young ones are obligated, it's a reference to young children who have reached the age of chinuch and are able to hear and thereby learn. But this explanation is really challenging as children who reach the age of chinuch, of education, are not obligated to educate themselves. Those who are raising them have the obligation. Generally, this means a father, and so it would seem to be so too in our discussion. And even if we were to say that the mitzvah of Hakel has a unique obligation for little ones, unlike any other mitzvah, and it's the little child who is obligated, particularly considering the position of the Rishonim, who say that when a child reaches the age of education, even though the obligation indeed falls upon the teacher, the child is not thereby absolved from the mitzvah, of education, and he is indeed obligated to fulfill this mitzvah. But according to this, then, the difference between the two categories of little ones will have an additional aspect that the mitzvah of hakel for little, little ones is fulfilled only in their parents bringing them. It is their obligation for which they receive reward. And it is thus, and it thus incorporates and includes little, little children who, were they adults, would actually be exempt from the mitzvah of hakel for reasons mentioned just earlier. And the older children, who according to what we learn in Mesechus Kedushin, are obligated in this mitzvah, are required to fulfill the mitzvah only if, as adults, they would have this obligation. And yet, and this is what makes the question challenging, there is nowhere in our sources where there is such a vast distinction expressed between the two categories of children. 
particularly relevant to this discussion as well, is the term used in the Gemara in Kedushin when telling us that children are obligated in this mitzvah. The Gemara uses the term tfelim chayovim to, return, to refer to children, not the term ketanim, as in little children. Tfelim, which is the term used both in the tractate of Chagiga and Kedushin, are children who are really little, little ones. So now we have proof that the cotton, the little one, has the obligation of the mitzvah of Hakel, even the little, little ones, as some authorities teach. Which means we go back to our original question, which was how does this work with a lesson in Chagiga that children come so that those who bring them receive reward as well? How can a very little child who is not yet educable be held responsible and obligated? This can all be understood by first understanding an interpretation given by Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah for the Pasuk Hakel Asa'om Anoshim Noshim Vitaf. Gather the nation, men, women, and children. If men come to learn, women who may not understand come at least to hear. What exactly is Rabbi Lozer explaining with these words? The Pasuk itself states, Leman Yishmu Yomadu so that they hear and so that they learn. It's not accurate to suggest that Rabbi Lozer was simply elaborating in this way to get to his conclusion, which is, and why do little children come? And the answer that he then gives, that they come to give reward to those who bring them. In fact, in Rashi's explanation on the Pasuk, Rashi quotes Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah and divides his explanation as follows. Rashi quotes the word anoshim from the verse men and says that they come lilmaid to learn. Rashi then quotes the word noshim, women, from the verse and says lishmaya, they come to hear. Rashi then quotes the word taf, little ones, and says, continuing to quote Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah, why do they come? To give reward to those who bring them. Clearly then, Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah's answers are not part preparation for his conclusion. There is clearly intention in Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah's words. What is it? Perhaps we can answer this question through the words in the Teisvis. The Teisvis states, it says in Talmud Yerushalmi, that in fact it is not as Ben Azai says that man is obligated to teach his daughter Torah, based indeed upon this verse that states, Lema'an Yilmadu and Lema'an Yishmu, so that they hear and they learn, which means it's also the women who will gather and learn. And so Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, whose opinion is contrary to that of ben Azai, ben Azai says that they should come and women should learn. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion is contrary to his. He says one may not learn Torah with women. 
and brings the explanation in Chagiga to say that the verse is to be understood in graduated form. The men come for one purpose, to learn, the women for another, only to hear. But again, it's really a stretch to suggest this explanation, as this section in which Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is quoted here teaches the obligation of the mitzvah of hakel, and it is not about the laws of women and whether it's permissible or forbidden for women to study Torah. The central point here, and how we understand this all, is that this mitzvah is actually the king's mitzvah, the mitzvah of one individual. He must gather the men, the women, and their young. It's not about the obligation of a man or a woman or a little one. And the continuation of the verse which says, Lema'an, so that they learn, Lema'an, so that they hear and see to serve God, is just to explain the purpose of the gathering. The word Lema'an is frequently found in Torah to indicate the purpose of or the ensuing result of something. It's not a call to action, but rather a word used to highlight the ensuing result. Here too, in the mitzvah of Hakel, the purpose of the king's gathering everyone and reading portions of the Torah aloud to the people is so that there will be the positive result of a nation who hears and learns. As indeed the Rambam Maimonides seems to indicate in the laws of Chagiga festivals that it is a positive commandment to gather the men, women, and children and read for them portions of the Torah arousing them and urging them to be strong in mitzvah observance. This then tells us that A, the mitzvah of hakel, isn't a mitzvah incumbent upon the individual to bring himself to this gathering. Rather, the mitzvah is to gather everyone together. It's the king's obligation and mitzvah who has the authority to gather everyone. And B, the mitzvah of hakel is the king's mitzvah, which carries the obligation that those he gathers hear. Therefore, the king reads portions of Torah, inspiring the people and strengthening their own observance. The gathering of men, women, and children is only the fulfillment of a mitzvah that is incumbent upon the king. The fact that the people hear and learn and feel fear of God and strengthen their observance is all a result of the king's fulfillment of his mitzvah. Understanding this, when we look back to Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah's explanation, we see that in his explanation, he reveals the essential intention of the mitzvah on two levels. If man comes, it is so they learn, and if woman comes, it's so they hear, means it's an actual obligation for the individual man and for the individual woman to arrive, to come and to be present. Though the obligation in the Torah is upon the king, this actually evolves in the obligation for men and women to gather and to facilitate the fulfillment of the mitzvah of the one who is meant to gather them, the king. Much like, says the run, a woman facilitates the mitzvah of having children for a man. 
it is a man's mitzvah. It is effectively only a man's mitzvah. But a man cannot fulfill the mitzvah without a woman facilitating this fulfillment. The difference, of course, is that a woman never becomes obliged in the fulfillment of this mitzvah. She does, however, have the mitzvah participation even though, rather because without her assistance, her husband's obligation cannot be actualized. In our discussion, however, participation isn't only about actualizing the king's obligation, but the man and woman also fulfill an actual obligation as the ensuing result of hearing and learning transpires only through them, much like the mitzvah of Berchas that is incumbent as well upon the nation to receive blessing through the Kohanim. The second aspect of this is in that the Laman Yishmu, Laman Yilmadu, so that they hear and so that they learn, isn't only the result of the mitzvah of Hakel, it's the essential intention of the mitzvah. The obligation for men and women to come to Hakel is not only to be there so that because of their presence the mitzvah can be performed, their mitzvah is to learn and to hear. And so therein lies the mitzvah in their coming. To wit, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah asks, for the women and the men, there is a mitzvah to learn and to hear. But what about the tough, the little ones? V'taf loma bo'in, he says. Why are the little ones coming? To what end do little ones come? Aside for that, all gather as the Torah instructs, to which Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah answers that the little ones coming facilitate reward for those who bring them. They cannot be obligated, so their coming facilitates something. It facilitates reward. Now we can understand the context in the Tractate of Kiddushan that says, Tfeilim chayovim. Little ones are obligated, and the possibility of learning a lesson from the obligation for women. In, this, in, in the essential point of the mitzvah of Hakel, men, women, and children are all equal, because when they gather, the mitzvah of the king is fulfilled. In this regard, they are all required for this ful mitzvah's fulfillment. And which category of little ones makes no difference at this level? So since little, little ones are also indeed included in the mitzvah, had the Torah not have told us about woman's obligation in Hakel, we would thus deduce it. Women, of course, also facilitate the fulfillment of the purpose of gathering, and so it is also an individual mitzvah for each woman. Looking at this idea through a deeper lens, the inner soul lesson in Torah, we realize that while all men, women, and children were obligated in the mitzvah of Hakel, on the one hand, on the other hand, the one obligated for this mitzvah was the king. We can understand this duality through the teaching of Maimonides, who says that the mitzvah of Hakel is 
l'chazik das v'emes, to strengthen the true faith, or as the Chinuch teaches, this commandment is a strong pillar and a great honor in our faith. In other words, Hakel reveals the point of faith in every Jew, strengthening and upholding the true faith like a firm pillar. When the king, who is the heart of the nation, gathers everyone to the Beis HaMikdash and reads the Torah before them, one's essential root of faith is strengthened. He reveals the humility, the Kabbalah soul, the unequivocal commitment to God, and awe of God in every Jew. Indeed, this is why the specific chapters of Shema Yisrael, V'hoya Im Shamaya, are read, for they address and speak of one's unequivocal commitment to mitzvahs and fear of heaven. Therefore, too, the in- is the incorporation of the portion about appointing a king, all to arouse and to engrave in the hearts of the nation faith and fear of God for as long as they live. Which is why the mitzvah is equal for all, for the arousal of faith that it affects and elicits a point of faith that is equal for all, from the greatest Jew to the smallest Jew. All Jews are believers, the sons of believers, even the littlest child, as faith is not about or bound up with logic. It's a soul experience that exists for and within every Jew. And why it is not extended to each individual, but rather it is commanded to the king, who is indeed the neshama klolis, the general soul of a people, who arouses and inspires this faith so that it impacts a person for all his life. This isn't something a person can do for themselves. Accordingly, we can understand the very wondrous aspect of Hakel, that it lasts for a lifetime, for as long as a person lives on this earth, because it affects the yechida of our souls, which never changes, as opposed to a temporary mitzvah, like the yearly pilgrimage to the temple, which was temporarily impactful. Additionally, the Talmud and Rashi explain that simultaneously the individual also works to awaken his own imminent resources and his own innermost resources. And this is not equal for all. All must do the work that is right for them. The man must come to learn, the woman to hear. And an extra resource is revealed in those who bring their children to gather before the king, a resource that is beyond even the work that one can do with oneself. So even though the mitzvah of Hakel cannot be fulfilled in our time, as long as we don't have the temple rebuilt, the Torah itself is eternal, and the mitzvah can be fulfilled on a spiritual plane. The way to fulfill the mitzvah today is to gather together as many Jews as we can, no matter their spiritual status, even the littlest, the Jew who, though obligated in mitzvah observance, knows very little about how to observe a mitzvah, and to do this even through the days of the Sukkot festival, bringing even the quote-unquote littlest Jew to gather with other Jews to a gathering where God's presence can be found 
that focuses on arousing one's fear of heaven facilitates a revelation of faith that lies dormant but is always present, actually impacting internal change for the individual. What he hears and what he learns becomes a fear of heaven and an observance of mitzvahs. And there is additional reward and an experience of heightened revelation for the individual who brings the Jews together. And we merit the ultimate gathering of a great multitude with a final revelation and redemption through Mashiach Tzidkenu, when we will celebrate Hakel with Melech HaMashiach in the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi in the Third Temple.